0: It's a question of balance with Ruth Copland featuring stimulating in-depth interviews with special guests from all areas of the arts. And now here's your host for it's a question of balance. Ruth Coplin.
1: to the show where we balance the intellectual with the creative and explore whether we have more in common than divides us through thought-provoking conversations. In the Topic Hour, I go out and about and talk to people on the street about a wide variety of different subjects that affect us all, both locally and globally. And for this, the Arts Hour, I feature in-depth interviews with local, national and international guests from all areas of the arts. And the show combines a debate topic with an arts interview because I feel discussion and creativity are two of the most vital ways we engage with the world. Well, this week, my special guest from the arts is the highly creative artist and entrepreneur Vasily Klyukin. Originally from Russia, Vasily currently lives in Monaco with his family. So I was fortunate to catch up with him in Los Angeles just after he returned from the famous Burning Man Festival in the Black Rock Desert in Nevada in the USA. Vasily had one of his huge sculptures installed at Burning Man called Why People Can't Fly, and it was a great hit with festival-goers. In his early life, Vasily applied his highly creative mind to business, where he has been phenomenally successful. Latterly, his creativity has moved towards art, with him creating complex sculptures and installations which are located around the world, including in Moscow, London, Monte Carlo, Cannes and Ibiza. His solo exhibition, called Indante Veritas, was a huge success, both at the State Russian Museum in St. Petersburg and the Sculptural Park LA Collectionnaire in Lucerne, Switzerland. An expanded multimedia version of Indante Veritas, comprising more than a 100 interrelated art objects, was exhibited at the 2019 Venice Biennale, where it was extremely popular with attendees. Vasily is also known for creating inspiring concepts for unusual buildings, published in his book Designing Legends. In addition, he has written a science fiction novel called Collective Mind, published in Russian and now available in English. Vasili is a famous defender of the environment, working on promoting the fight against environmental pollution every chance he gets. Inevitably, environmental themes are predominant in his art. He's also known for his support of Amfar, the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation and Prince Albert II of Monaco Foundation. And he has raised nearly $2 million for charity through donating his art for auction. Many of Vasili's sculptures consist of many thin layers of metal or other materials artfully designed and constructed to create a 3D form. This has the effect of creating a sculpture which is at the same time solid but full of space, static but also seeming to move as you view the different layers from different angles. The sculptures are painted in vivid multicolours, which enhance these effects. Fans include Leonardo DiCaprio, who comments Vasili's work is phenomenal. The fragmentation of the image is collected in one sculpture. And also Charles Saatchi, who states the exhibition of Vasily Kleukin will absolutely blow the world down. Also, art auctioneer and collector Simon de Puri, who says Vasili is a great sculptor with incredible work. You can find many photographs of Vasili's work on his website, vclayukin.com So that's v-k-l-y-u-k-i-n dot There really are some fabulous photos there of all the different sculptures. It really gives you a great idea of his work. This is the first in a two-part series of interviews with Vasili Kleukin. So you can look out for the second part in the series coming up in the future. In this show, we're going to be talking about his first memories of art and his early life, what it was like at Burning Man, showing his installation, why people can't fly, what inspired that and how it was received way out there in the bleak desert environment that attracts so many art fans every year. We'll also talk about his amazing exhibition in Dante Veritas, where the inspiration for that came from and how he hopes it will affect people and also what inspires all his works. We also uh, will be talking about why he's so passionate about defending the environment and I'd like to give Vasily a huge amount of credit for talking to me, not in his native Russian tongue, but in English, about complex subjects. I certainly have absolutely no Russian so um, I, I do give him a, a lot of credit for um, being able to to do this interview with me in English. I really appreciate him doing it. He is self-deprecating about his English but I thought he did brilliantly. So let's hear some of our conversation which um, was in the Hollywood Hills in Los Angeles. So I'm here with Vasily in Los Angeles. It's lovely to be here with you. Thank you for making the time. Nice to meet you. I'm wondering if you can remember when you first became aware of art and the way it can affect us really deeply rather than just entertain us.
2: Mm, Yes, I think uh, the the first painting that really reflect me it was just a poster that uh, my mm. mother bought and it was placed on, on my table, on my uh, study table. It was death uh, of Pompeii, oh. meaning Pompeii City, uh-huh. in the past when with this volcano. Yeah. And a lot of people trying to escape. Some of them dead already, some mm. of them trying to help. Yeah. Some, as I remember, it's like a... Small kid trying to wake up his mother. Oh, oh so because they're all kind of
1: frozen in the ash. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So this is uh, that painting. It's Karl Brulov, Bril- I remember him pretty well. So, mm. it's... and since that time, I think uh, I start collecting stamps, post stamps. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: But that, as many boys was collecting sports stamps or cars. Uh-huh. I was collecting. My collection was about art.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: So I, yeah. I know I know as a classics as a modern artist of that times. Yeah. Pretty well.
1: Yeah. That's a really I've never heard anyone say that before. That's an interesting way to collect art because often on stamps they they put some really interesting things, don't they? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, it was uh, it, in Soviet, ta- Soviet Union times. It was
1: in which times?
2: Soviet Union times. Right. It was pretty easy to find some stamps, like from Cambodia, mm. from some, like from, mm. you know, Poland, that uh, all countries that was a part of Soviet Union society.
1: Right. Interesting. So you could get an international feel as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh huh, that's really interesting. So would you say you grew up in a creative environment or did you find sort of art and creativity for yourself? I know you said your mother had that painting out for you sort of your mm-hmm. your family. Did they introduce you to a lot of arts yeah. or did you find that more for yourself?
2: Yes, I think uh my mother uh she brought me to a lot of museums. Oh, ah, yes, right. As, um, as uh, like Russian museums, like Tritikovsky gallery or Russian state museum. Mm. And also I saw a lot of international mm. uh, international artists in Hermitage. Oh yes. So we, we have a huge collection of Matisse, mm. we have Degas, we have Rodin, we have a lot. Mm. So I'm, I, I know artists pretty well because, and art, because uh, my mother brought me and my brother to, to the museums.
1: Mm. Oh, that's great! What were your first experiences of making art yourself? Did you make any art as a when you were growing up, or only later?
2: I think later. So, uh. of course, being a kid, we we draw something, but yeah. I don't remember it was really art. It was no. a, it was about playing.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I understand you first started creating three D sculpture models using books, like cutting out from books. Is that is that right? I wondered how, uh, what made you think of that, and, and how you made them.
2: Um, these sculptures, are not the first ones, I oh, it's did not.
1: No, okay.
2: No, no. Yeah, before I was, uh, it was a passion to create. Um, architect concepts
1: oh and, right yes
2: and uh, is uh, and what is the building the building is like a big form and sculpture is like a small form so I just uh, let's say decrease my imagination from skyscrapers to sm- smaller things right and the story behind life sculptures it was I was reading a book uh, it's a very important book uh, about one writer Mm-hmm. And uh, one writer and his love, and um, it's uh, Michael Bulgakov, mm-hmm. a master and, and Marguerite Maybe it's a pretty pretty famous Russian book. Right. And, and uh, the master, who is a writer, he burned his script, oh. and at, at the very end of the book, uh, um, Voland, Voland, he's. Like an evil, but not really evil. So he's evil. Evil, evil. evil. Right. Yeah. Uh, he returned script to master, and master is very surprised because he knows that script was burned out. Mm. But uh, volunt saying that you should know that scripts never turn to the ashes. Well, ne-
1: right? Yes. Yeah.
2: If you wrote it, you, can, you You never can burn it. So right. I- And at the same time, I've been in um, Kaliningrad. Uh, The Kaliningrad, in the past, it's Königsberg. It's uh, the motherland of Immanuel Kant. Oh, okay. And uh, all of this mixed in my mind, Mm -hmm. and I was thinking how to create Immanuel Kant from his book, Critic of a Pure Mind. Right. And that was the way that I came to that. And uh, now my sculpture is looking like open pages.
1: Right, because you have the the layers of, the, of yeah. the different, yeah.
2: And the first piece was really paper when I was trying to to uh, to open the book like the 360 degrees to open it. And uh, with the scissors, I was trying to make the form of old-looking man all style looking man, like Immanuel Kant. Like Immanuel
1: Kant, yeah. yeah. And, um, out of a, that, that's, that's hard, out of <laughs> cutting it out of the paper.
2: Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I need to check imagination, because yeah. I was thinking it looking like that, but I need to check. Yeah. And, uh, of course, books, uh, I don't need to cut so many books like I came to the way... <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: because now
1: uh, you use computer program,
2: right? Uh, not me nope. personally, so no. I'm, I'm just taking people uh, from. Uh, it's uh, a lot of people can work in uh, 3D Max, right. so it's not a big deal for them if you can explain them what you want to do.
1: Okay, so yeah. you take an idea that you have for your sculpture, and they plan it in the software. Is that what you mean?
2: Yeah, I'm doing sketches, oh, sketches, and right. uh, now uh, it's. Already so I, I need to create a body, and after that I need to imagine how it looks in pages.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: and I'm, I'm talking to these guys, explaining what I need.
1: Right. So do you still think like that? You think of an image and then you think of it as the pages yeah. of a book, and that is how you get the idea of the slices and how yeah. they will be?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So
2: yeah. I'm really... I know what I want. Um, in my mind, I know how it looks in advance. So, yeah. and the, the rest is just like a road.
1: It's like a what?
2: Like a rod to bring it from road. my road. yeah from my mind into the rea- reality.
1: Okay. You're listening to It's a Question of Balance with me, Ruth Copland, and my special guest, Vasili Klyukin, Russian artist and entrepreneur, whom I interviewed in the Hollywood Hills. We're going to a break now, but we'll be back with more conversation after these messages.
0: the music from It's a Question of Balance with Ruth Copland? Have you ever wondered what the full songs sound like? Now you can find out by listening to the new EP, It's a Question of Balance music, available from iTunes, Amazon, and it's She's black, but a plain. No white horses
1: to play the game. About you in the rain. Did I or did I say it's forever? Well, I know I said it, baby. it just goes nowhere. Well, we can do the things we want. We can- That there's more to
0: us than just that. It's a Question of Balance music. Download individual tracks or the whole EP from iTunes, Amazon, or it's a com.
1: Bookshop Santa Cruz has some wonderful author events and coming up on Tuesday, November 12th is their first ever literary masquerade. Celebrating the release of Erin Morgenstern's highly anticipated new novel, The Starless Sea. This is a timeless love story set in a secret underground world. A place of pirates, painters, lovers, liars and ships that sail upon a starless sea. Come along on Tuesday, November 12th at 6pm for this literary masquerade where you and all who attend are invited to disguise yourself as your favourite literary character or figure to enter the world of the Starless Sea. Dancing and activities plucked from Erin Morgenstern's Magical World will precede a 7pm talk with Erin, followed by a book book signing. Erin Morgenstern will be in conversation with Michael Chambers, Professor of Dramatic Literature at UC Santa Cruz. The event will take place at DNA's Comedy Lab, where themed refreshments, including beer and wine, will be available to purchase. Erin Morgenstern is the New York Times best-selling author of The Night Circus, beloved by fans. This is a great opportunity to meet her and also have a lot of masquerade fun. It is a ticketed event, so be sure to get your ticket in advance as I'm sure it will sell out. Tickets include a copy of the Starless Sea, a seat for the talk, a place in the signing line and access to all masquerade activities. More information at Bookshop Santa Cruz, either in-store in downtown Santa Cruz or online at bookshopsantacruz.com. I'll be going, so I hope to see you there. Welcome back, you're listening to It's Question of Balance with me, Ruth Copland, and my special guest from the arts this week, Vasili Klyukin, Russian artist and entrepreneur, whom I interviewed in Los Angeles. Let's hear some more of our conversation. So you were at Burning Man and um, you installed your sculpture called Why People Can't Fly. And this is a mixed-media sculpture And I I guess there's different iterations of it, but it's quite, quite big. And there are coloured balloons on the ground that are anchoring the figure of a child hanging upside down and holding onto the strings of the balloons. And physics is reversed because the figure seems light and able to float away, but the balloons are heavy and holding the child down. And with one hand grasping the strings, the child arm is stretched out dragged down by the heavy balloons as the body tries to float into the air, feet first. Can you describe the the meaning behind this sculpture for you, why people can't fly?
2: Uh, Yes, you know, uh, this sculpture is, I I like it. (laughs)
1: yeah it's one of your favorites
2: <laughs> yeah you, you, i know i'm artist, but i like it <laughs>
1: and it's different because it's yeah. not the no. it's not the layers is it
2: yeah yes it's 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 more it its it was done especially for Burning Man.
1: oh okay yeah
2: it's like a like a special project because you know it's i don't like to uh, i don't like to do everything in the same style so yes sometimes i'd like to do something really in Dif- different
3: yes
2: and uh, the explanation is you know everybody has like um we want to fly right as uh, physically as a, it's like a dream yes uh, uh, even mentally mentally yeah
1: mentally and physically we want yeah. to be free and fly yeah, yeah.
2: but we can't mm. we can't uh, yeah. so physically we even haven't. All information of the world in the pocket in our smartphone, mm. we still can't fly independently. Yes, yeah. And uh, mentally, uh, we can't also because we have obligations. Oh, debts, mentally we ment- can't. Mentally, yeah. Mental, mentally, mental obligations, yeah. debts, fears, everything. Right. So it yeah. it's like our anchors.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
2: And. Uh, because before I did uh, like a divine comedy.
1: Yeah, collection. I'm going to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, I,
2: I know about sins and vices a little bit, bit more. Yes. And if we can sort the reasons yes. we can fly, so we will come back to seven sins. Right. So it's the, all of it is different versions of seven sins. Right. That's why I make a, like a, seven sins and one extra, like about pollution that what So
1: you have eight balloons, eight balloons. seven other seven traditional sins, yeah. and the eighth one is pollution. pollution. and I saw two different iterations of it. The one at Burning Man's a bit different to the one that was in Venice. Is that right? No, no, they are the same one. Okay, so the balloons are glass, and then inside they're different colors. There's rubbish or trash as Americans yeah. say. Yeah. What is what is that about the, inside the how did that come to be there and the significance?
2: Um you know, uh, to show not just by the colours, I, I I made it half transparent and half uh,
1: transparent. Transparent
2: yeah. Yeah, and and, and, uh, and I put trash inside the balloons. Mm. Then trash I collected. Just I, I type on my Facebook page that I needed trash, plastic trash from different countries, and I've got like hundred fifty parcels from everywhere.
1: So people posted you yeah. trash from yeah. different countries yeah. around the world.
2: Yeah, and that's then, not
1: often people ask for that. It's an unusual yeah. request. Yeah.
2: yeah, I was afraid of that. Customs can 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 block it, but no, everything came.
1: I interviewed Vasili, who I'm currently talking to, uh, my guest this week, Vasili Kleukin, um, at a lovely home in the Hollywood Hills, belonging to an art dealer friend of his, and he kindly let us record, record the interview there, but occasionally it was necessary to take a break so he could make a vital business call, at which point um, Vasili and I took advantage of the time to get some refreshments. So before we went to have our tea coffee break, we've got our, <laughs> you got your coffee, I've got my tea. We were talking about um, your sculpture, Why People Can't Fly, and, and the balloons and how they're filled with rubbish. And you had people from around the world who very kindly sent you their rubbish. Yep. And so um, was there a, a significance to you in Lots of different people from different places contributing to the sculpture?
2: Uh, they like the idea because uh, before I did like a small one. Right. And um, it's like a collaboration that they can take part. Yeah,
1: Yeah. And I think I've read that you feel that collectively is how we are going to find solutions to the problems in the world. So bringing... Different people in from around the world for this artwork is a kind of symbol of that in a way.
2: Well, Maybe. all of us we have the same problem, so it it, it showed me that it, it showed me that this is not like a my problem or somebody's problem; it's everybody's problem.
1: Right? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure you had some good responses to your sculpture at Burning Man. How did you feel it affected
2: People, it, it, it gives me a lot of power to keep going. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. Because it, yes, it was like
1: because it was very positive response.
2: Yeah, thousands of people making pictures and all of them uh, making wheel, so making images. Like mm. um, I don't know how to say it uh, correct. It's uh, they was trying to uh, stand. On there
1: oh, I saw this on instagram because the the figure in the air looks like it's doing a cartwheel, so they were trying to they were doing like on one yeah. arm and yeah. yes yeah, yeah. So
2: and they, it was like one by one it's like a non stop yeah i uh it was not it was like not so far from our camp
1: right no
2: i uh I, I, uh i I was coming to the art piece like two, three times a day, and every time it was like a crowd of people and make, yeah. making images, pictures.
1: Because I mean, I feel all forms of art are about communication. So you make the whatever your art is, but then really the completion is when it the communication happens with people experiencing it, isn't it? Yeah.
2: No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't named as an artist. Oh, I mean, just I was just one of people who stand in front of the sculpture, and it's so a lot of people was asking. Oh, so
1: you weren't telling them?
2: No, yet. Well, can can I make a picture for us, please? And can I make a picture for us, please? <laughs> and I was making a picture for some of that, and yeah, uh, you have an, a pretty unique image. Uh, <laughs> it's taken by How are oh, you artists, It's so amazing. Thank you for bringing it. And you know, it's. The relation was very, very
3: positive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it has a lot of different attributes, that piece, because it's it's very um, arresting, because I think, you know, you see quite a lot of images of children with balloons. You know, it's kind of, I don't know, even like sort of Mary Poppins or whatever. You know, there's this idea of the child with the balloon. So to have that reversed... It's very, it's unusual, but it's very powerful because it really shows. It's like a
2: breaking mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, it shows how. Even
2: on my Instagram, I I receive a lot of, I can still receive a lot of photos that people just staying with balloons, Uh, making photos, later they turn it and send it to me, like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a pretty big collection. Of those, Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is really fun, and then at night, the balloons light up, and then there's something wrapping around the figure that lights up. What is that?
2: Um, the body is it, it's like a lava broken, oh, so lava. it's it's, it's right. it lava. Yes, it's like
1: a, like showing through the body, the red coming through. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's showing like it's uh, like it should. Be, it shouldn't be like a scary, but it should be like. Uh, telling people that this is a serious problem coming
1: oh I see like things are breaking yeah. up yeah. yeah huh interesting yeah
2: because volcano and lava it's what what always looks like, like dangerous
1: oh I see yeah yeah so it's sort of a visual of what we're doing to yeah. ourselves really I mean because we often think about what we're doing to the planet yeah but really we're, if we're doing it to ourselves aren't we
2: it's like the way to show that if, if we won't stop, um, like a personal, what, what we, what we, uh, the only one thing what we can really do is to sort our garbage, our trash.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: We can do it, it, it's difficult to do more because we don't really can avoid plastic. And plastic is not a bad material no nice. not not, not a bad at all it's very it's fantastic material, very good and because if we want to use the plastic just to send a parcel, mm. if we will use wood, we will cut all forest, if we will yeah. use steel, it's very heavy, and uh, as it's very heavy, we need uh, a lot of gas yeah uh, we spend too much gas because yeah. it's heavy. Yeah. Plastic is uh, light. Plastic plastic is amazing. Plastic is recyclable. The only one thing with plastic is we shouldn't throw it away. We should place it in right. the, yeah. into, uh, into the uh, right bin.
1: Yeah. And create. I mean, I think not all plastic is recyclable. So one well, thing we can all. do is make sure all of it is. But even the plastic that's not recyclable, you can burn it in special machines yeah. that create methane, which can then be used as a fuel. Yeah. So... But a lot of countries, like, I don't think America does that. I don't want to be held to that. But a lot of places, they don't do what could be done with the plastic. So there's that too, as well as not just throwing it in, you know, everywhere.
2: We use, um, at home, so we use like 14 types of plastic. Where? 14 types of plastic we use normally at home.
1: Uh, Oh, everybody in the home. Everybody, yeah. Yeah.
2: But uh, two of them, it's like... 90%. Ninety percent,
1: right?
2: So only ten percent is uh, not for, 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 for Yeah, all 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 plastics are recyclable. Yeah, uh, we, we, uh, but uh, let's say the rest, like ten twelve types mm. of plastics. So first of all, we can't uh, identify it. So we're not like a right scientist to understand what kind of plastics are. But yeah, two biggest we can easily identify. Right. It's like what we use for bottles, for example.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think there's certainly some things we can avoid with plastic. You know that
2: we should we shouldn't avoid plastic. We, no. we, should, <laughs> uh, we should. We must sort it.
1: You just recycle it.
2: Yeah. If it's sorted, it could be easily recycled. We shouldn't avoid plastic because uh, so uh, to, to avoid plastic, you need to replace it with something.
1: Yeah. Well, I suppose what I was thinking is not always. Sometimes you can use like you can use glass for bottles and things like that. Glass,
2: glass is heavy.
1: Well, yeah.
2: It me. It means that you need more gas to deliver. To it yeah. Deliver to it. deliver it okay. to deliver it to equate it. So. Right. Okay. So the key thing is not to waste plastic. The key yeah. thing is maybe. Of course, maybe we we shouldn't like pack. Each apple in a separate package. Yeah, there's maybe it's not yes. a smart idea, but right. uh, but yeah. plastic is not a big deal. It's uh, plastic should be sorted. In this case, it's a amazing material.
1: Right. Yeah. So you are obviously you're very interested in the environment and, and. I
2: have four kids, and I'm thinking where their kids would be living.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no,
2: I, I don't call them like my gra- grandkids, grandson because it, it, uh, grandson it sounds for me more far, Too but, far, but right? yeah, yes. but kid yeah. of my kid it sounds me like it more reflects to me. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. You're listening to It's a Question of Balance with me, Ruth Copland, and my conversation with my special guest, artist and entrepreneur Vasily Klaukin. So you had a a very creative multimedia piece at the 2019 Venice Biennale called In Dante Veritas, which was inspired by Dante Alighieri's work. And it includes elements of sculpture, installation, digital art, audio and light boxes. And a significant part of the exhibition are 32 sculptural works, 22 of which represent human vices like anger, hypocrisy, gluttony and betrayal you've reimagined Dante's Inferno as an environmental collapse. What inspired, no, is that not right? What inspired it? No, no, it's, uh,
2: it's like uh, I, I, I tried to turn uh, all these pieces in, into the one. It's like one place. Right. So, uh, so I wasn't, uh, it, it's not like an exhibition, it's uh, about uh, I was trying to create a place that so it's an wizard. installation, really. Yeah.
1: Okay. Made and up of many pieces. Yes. Right. And, yeah.
2: And uh, it's like uh, um, uh, it, it's like a, it's like a three elements, three important elements. Okay. That uh, first is uh, pollution. The second is four horsemen coming. If you want to stop the pollution.
1: The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. And they yeah. have
2: new names like overcrowding. Uh-huh. Like a main problem. So like the like the real plague of the century.
1: Too many people. Yeah. yeah.
2: The second is misinformation. Misinformation is like the
1: yes.
2: car, uh, the, the war everybody takes part in it. Yes,
1: it, it, it's distorting it's reality. Like a, yeah, yeah, this is
2: like a, nor, a regular war now is the misinformation and propaganda.
1: Oh, so we've changed from physical war to a kind yeah, of war so
2: of words, we, we, are, we are thinking about not taking part in the war. No, we are. Yeah. By taking part, so yeah. reading in articles, yeah. some a lot of them are fake, a lot of propaganda, so telling the story, uh, proofing to somebody, yeah. by taking part in the war. The, for, the third is uh, over termitation. so...
1: Okay, uh, so we, I was asking you about this, yeah. extermination, this is a word you...
2: It's it like a mix of and extermination and termi- termites.
1: Extermination It's
2: like a digging too much, uh, consuming and so, too much. So
1: many yeah. of us crawling, <laughs> crawling yeah. over the earth. Yeah, yeah. And, and pollution. The pollution
2: is the, the last, one. Is the one, last yeah. one, and uh, and after you visit an in inferno,
1: right? So in
2: inferno you will you will see yourself.
1: So um, and when you say visit it, you mean when you've been in this installation? Yeah, you see yourself
2: and it's also like on my exhibition but it's also um let's say one day we will meet our vices and our sins
1: right confront them yeah yeah
2: and uh, you can you can test yourself now so just to stay in front of the sin or vice and mm. and uh, take like uh, take it on you or not So if it reflects to you or not. uh, And if you can uh, can see and identify the vice, you can easily fight with it. it.
1: Okay. So your idea was that as people walk through the installation, the different elements, some parts may speak to you more and you Mm, go to them and then you can have a kind of relationship through the artwork... Yeah. With what might be inside yourself, and then see where you are with with that. Yeah. yeah.
2: At the end, I have a room. I call it betrayal room.
1: Betrayal, betrayal room. Betrayal mm-hmm. room.
2: That uh, when I was thinking about it, uh, uh, it was uh, the room when you can uh, where you can leave in initials of your betrayal. Oh. There is like a latex walls and latex you, wall. Yeah. yeah. And you can take a marker and write.
1: The initials, but so in the
2: initials names. Uh, was
1: so not like a long bit of writing, but something. Wh- whatever, wh-
2: whatever you want, whatever you want. But finally,
1: about your own vices or about things that have affected you.
2: It, uh, the idea was betrayals. Oh, initial, betrayals! Betrayals, sorry, betrayals. Yeah. But finally, not. Finally, people use it and uh, like they they, they swear there. They promise them uh, something there. Uh-huh. Yes, they uh, in huh, uh, thousands of thousands of uh, different uh, notes. Yes, they left and uh, uh, like every two weeks I'm changing walls because it's. Oh. Uh, it's like a four, four, four met- uh, forty meters room. Wow. F- fully written, so I need to and like. Did you uh, keep
1: it or did you yeah. clean it? You kept yeah. them. Oh, yeah, impressive. I have
2: like a, maybe two hundred meters of. Huh. I've already on my storage. I'm placing new ones and then writing more and more and more and more. It's a, yeah. And even I have like a review, you review book after. Mm. I, I think I have already like ten volumes. Wow! Yeah. Oh. So the, I know this exhibition reflects the people very much. Yeah.
1: So. I mean that's an interesting art of work, a work of art in itself, isn't it? To have you can almost display those walls somewhere else, yeah. you know and.
2: I have a nice drawing there. Right. Some of you know, uh, you know, because maybe because it's been nice, some uh, some artists visited because some drawings are really amazing. Yes. Yeah. Just done by white marker on black. Wow. La- latex. 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 Latex.
1: Yeah.
2: And amazing images.
1: Huh. So that's wow. What a. That one day
2: when one day I will yeah. frame it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's really, it's like a, maybe a 300 meters already. Like, Gosh,
1: uh, yeah. Wow. That's very inspiring to have such a tangible result of your work, you know, because often people are very affected, but you may not know. But in this case, yeah. you know what yeah. people felt. Yeah. And, yeah. and people were making promises to try and be better by the end. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, this is, you know, this is the proof for me that, uh, like, mm. le- okay, uh, you can keep going. Right. You can keep going.
1: Yes. How long did it take you to prepare that installation? I mean, because all the different elements.
2: It it was difficult. It was difficult yeah. and it was difficult. It's not, It, it uh, you know, I've got the possibility to show it in Russian State Museum. Mm. And... Uh, it, it, it was not. It wasn't like that. Not it,
1: not it all was, of it. No, no.
2: it was uh, outside exhibition. Only, only outside. O- outside only. the things okay. like in, in the park.
1: Yeah. But it was hugely popular, wasn't
2: it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Uh, yes. You know. Every time if if something goes too hard, I'm I'm getting like a response. Like, like right. a proof, like uh, something yeah. that can give me a power to keep going.
1: Right, yes. And I said like
2: 250,000 people came to see it. Yeah. I didn't expect it. It's really a lot for three months.
1: Yeah, that is a lot of people, yeah. You're listening to It's a Question of Balance with me, Ruth Copland, and my special guest from the arts this week, Vasily Klyukin, Russian artist and entrepreneur, whom I interviewed in the Hollywood Hills, Los Angeles. We're going to a break now, but we'll be back with more conversation after these messages.
0: Buongiorno, we are Luca and Giovanni from Bellagio. We bring to Pleasure Point, Santa Cruz, the first
2: authentic Italian gelato and the traditional panini. Using family recipes from the old world, we offer the real test of Italy. We use organic and locally sourced ingredients
0: to create a healthy and delicious treat that will put a smile on your face. Gourmet panini, the real Italian gelato, fresh juices and more just a block from the ocean. Come and visit us. You will feel like you are in Italia. Visit Bellagio at 743 41st Avenue in Santa Cruz. That's 743 41st Avenue. And follow Bellagio Santa Cruz on Instagram.
3: imagine living without stress, anxiety, or fear? And can you imagine a life filled with harmony and inner peace? Is that even possible? The Ananda Yoga and Meditation Center in Scotts Valley offers simple tools to help you become more effective at work and more centered in the face of life's challenges. At Ananda, we offer yoga classes for everybody, inspiring workshops, devotional chanting, and Sunday services based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Our teachers and therapists are highly trained professionals who work together to inspire a healthier you. And your first Ananda Yoga class is always free. Visit us at anandascottsvalley.org or call 338-YOGA. That's anandascottsvalley.org or 338-YOGA. Bookshop Santa Cruz has
1: some wonderful author events and just wanted to let you know again that coming up on Tuesday, November 12th, is Bookshop Santa Cruz's first ever literary masquerade, celebrating the release of Erin Morgenstern's new novel, The Starless Sea. This is a timeless love story set in a secret underworld secret underground world, I should say, a place of pirates, painters, lovers, liars and ships that sail upon a starless sea. Come along on Tuesday, November 12th at 6pm for this literary masquerade where you're invited to disguise yourself as your favourite literary character or figure. And it is a ticketed event taking place at DNA's Comedy Lab where Themed refreshments, including beer and wine, will be available to purchase. Erin Morgenstern is the New York Times bestselling author of The Night Circus, beloved by fans. And this is a great opportunity to meet her and have some fun. Tickets include a copy of The Starless Sea, a seat for the talk, a place in the signing line and access to all the masquerade activities. You can get more information at Bookshop Santa Cruz store or online at bookshopsantacruz.com. I'll be going, so I hope to see you there. Welcome back. You're listening to It's a Question of Balance with me, Ruth Copland, and my special guest, Vasily Klyukin, Russian artist and entrepreneur, whom I spoke to in the Hollywood Hills in Los Angeles. Let's hear some more of our conversation. Often people are aware of problems, maybe in themselves or out in the world, but they feel helpless. You know, they, they don't feel they have the power to deal with those. Is that something you were thinking about when you made the work, of sort of when you wanted people to confront things? With, did you want to try and empower them in any way or just to experience these things?
2: Um, you know, the, uh, I, 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 I don't believe in so much in people. I more believe in kids. Okay. So adults can teach their, their kids in the right way. Okay. That's the way I'm thinking. Like, I don't think our generation can really make big changes, but we can grow right generation. Right. What, what is going on now, I think that right generation is growing up.
1: Right. Yes, that's true. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I disagree. I think it's possible to change at it, any point in your life. The day before you die, if you're 90, you can change. But people don't often change. That's more of the issue, you know.
2: You know, like, uh, we accept some changes like that in the past mm. already. So when, let's say, what is very simple is toilet.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: like 100 years ago, nobody cares about toilet. You can do it everywhere. Any- <laughs> <laughs> but if you, yeah. do it, if you will do it now, it will, it, you, people would be shocked. Right. Like 20 years ago, yeah. It was almost the same was with smoking.
1: Yeah, that's true. Now so, it's, it's Yeah, right, but
2: yeah. it's more about generations. Yeah. But we we have time. I think uh, we we can uh, it's, it's 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 still okay. So generation if if we teach our kids in the right way, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Because uh, uh, you know, uh, we start producing plastic only like okay, it's it's more than 100 years ago, but uh like massive using of it mm-hmm. um, only 70 years ago. 65, 70 years right. ago. Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, we did a lot of... We created a lot of problems, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we still can clean it. Yeah. But what we shouldn't do, we shouldn't go the same way. We no. shouldn't... What is important is to make it turn. And I more believe in in our kids. So if we yes, teach yeah. our kids, or so, like, to uh, not to sort plastic is like to make a pee-pee on the streets is the same. They, they, oh
1: yeah, it becomes totally unacceptable. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes,
2: yeah. That's what I'm really trusting.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Now I can see that if we can create that that shift. Yeah. What advantage do you think art has to communicate with people? that other things don't, you know, like you can just tell people these things. Do you think art has a way of, of affecting people more?
2: I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Um,
1: I do, but I wondered what you thought. (laughs) You know,
2: I I should, I should, uh, I should go in the right way, what I think is the right way. Yes. Uh, Even and i never I, I I never can be sure that i 'm doing right things, but we should do uh, otherwise yeah. if you would be thinking it works or not works, maybe it not works, that 's why maybe i won 't do it, mm-hmm. so it 's better to do
1: and try yeah
2: and try hoping that it works
1: yes yeah, I agree with that um you mentioned that the um exhibition had also been at the state russian museum are they interested in in russia in the environment young people now yes
2: it's coming it's coming yeah Yeah. uh less than less than in uh, the uh, uh, now less than let's say in america
3: yes
2: but it's it's fast uh, fast growing the interest is uh, growing very very fast
1: yeah one of the problems for the environment is that the developing world aspires to consume in the same way as the Western world. They, they want the same things. Do you think the West has a responsibility to lead by example, so we should reduce consumerism? Maybe we need to redefine what beauty and comfort are, so we don't have to consume so much stuff and we value more or less things. I feel one of our challenges is to take more personal responsibility. You know, we tend to put everything out into the world. We can't do anything about it. It's a problem over there. It's too big or it's other people's problem. And I think that, you know, there is a lot of things we can do if we take back some of our personal responsibility. So I think maybe I'm more optimistic than you. I mean, whether people choose to is another matter, but I think it's possible. You can be aware of advertising. You cannot expose yourself to that, you know?
2: You know, with uh, current uh, technologies, with, uh, this is targeting, retargeting. They, they will follow you.
1: But you cannot engage with that, you know?
2: No, I, th- I think it's not about our brain. So our brain, uh, they, they know what they do. So I think... Uh, uh, they know what they, they do, and uh, if they use ad- this ad- advertising, they know it works. Yes, that's why I, I, that's why I more believe in uh, in the kids.
1: You're listening to It's Question of Balance with me, Ruth Copland, and my conversation with Russian artist and entrepreneur Vasily Klyukin, whom I interviewed in Los Angeles, and uh, that was just him there saying that the kids are our future. He he believes in in the kids. And I wanted to uh, thank Vasili again for making the time to talk to me during his flying visit uh, to Los Angeles between uh, returning from Burning Man and, and going on to London. I think he was going the, the evening after he spoke to me, um, even more so um, as he in- conducted the whole interview in English, not his native Russian tongue, which um, is amazing really talking about um, complex subjects in a second language as i mentioned at the beginning of the show this is the first part of a two-part series of interviews with vasili so look out for the second part coming up where we'll be talking more about his art and uh, his inspiration and lots of other things that uh, he's got up to I really recommend checking out Vasily's website, um, vklyukin.com, that's v-k-l-y-u-k-i-n.com, and also the Indante Veritas website. I'll put links to both of these on the podcast page um, of the show, um, as well as photos of Vasily's work um, and the audio, of course. If you want to tell friends about the interview or if you want to listen again yourself, um, you can go to it's a question of and then the guests tab at the top on the menu and click on Vasili's photograph, and it'll take you to the podcast page where you'll be able to see lots of great photographs, have links, as I said, to his website, um, and get the audio uh, to listen to again or to tell other people about.